Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Matty, Calvin and Spencer to talk about our recent defeats, chat a little bit about the manager and we preview St Mirren on Saturday. But the man, the man should stay, shouldn't he? No. How should he, how should he stay? Why not? That's the consensus from um, from fans. Is it? It's not. not. Not from I've read, not who I've spoken to. Not with not with what I can see from my own eyes. Uh, I've been to nearly every away this season. Followed them away in Europe, and I'm sick of them. It's been a disastrous season. Pathetic, actually. I mean, we we, we are still third, but the performances have not been good enough this season. No, even even through that run that we were we were unbeaten in, and what what did it stretch to? Ten, eleven games or something. I don't think there was a single game where we thought we were excellent today. We were we were magnificent. What a performance. We still managed to pick holes in every single uh, performance. And that's not because we're a bunch of negative bastards, which Some would argue that's, that's a different debate. I think we're realists. And what we saw in those games was, I think, just us against really poor sides. And we had better players than them. And we thought, yeah, we've, we've blew them away through little bits of uh, quality, but also other teams making mistakes. Now, it's turned completely around. It's us making the mistakes now, which was always coming, by the way, because you can't continue to play the same way. I think, I can't remember which, which show it was, maybe two or three shows ago, I said, I keep I keep waiting for this Hearts team to click into gear. <laughs> I, I, exactly, you laugh, because I'm like, it's coming, surely, because we're, we're not oh, playing no, no, very no, well, no, but no, we're no. getting results, no. but surely there's just going to be a game that sparks us into life, and we're, we're going we're gonna to come into our own, and we're going to blow a team away. Unfortunately, it's when the, the opposite way. Now, there's no spark. The candle has went out. It's burnt at fucking both ends. And now we are in trouble. So so, so are we just a bad team? Well, I think we're, we've certainly overestimated the team. Um, because we will criticise the players. We're not just going to go and have a go at the, the management, even though it's largely his fault. Um, but the, the, the players are going to take a long, hard look at themselves. I mean, basic, basic stuff here. Um, the two goals uh, at the weekend there and the three goals prior to that, the Aberdeen game, were all schoolboy. They were pathetic. Every time Hearts played uh, against a better side this season, they've conceded soft goals. Um, now, you, you've got to say, right, who's that down to? And clearly it's down to, I think, a, a number of things. But what it actually fundamentally comes down to is players just not doing their jobs. Maybe they're just not good enough. But we've seen in flashes where these players perhaps are good enough. Some are maybe out of position. Maybe they, they aren't comfortable um, doing what they've been asked to do. But again, it's it's simple shit, and 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 the Kilmarnock goals I think summed up two balls across the face of goal, and and they they all just stand like statues, and you just think to yourself, what what on earth is going on here? Basic basic stuff, and even when Hearts are attacking as well, this is a big gripe for me. I, I lost the heat on on Saturday. And a few of us lost the heat. Yeah, on Saturday. But, but I think my rant um, compared to to obviously Matty had his rant. Calvin's had his rant. You had your own rant at one stage. My rant came in the second half when I think Shanklin had the ball. There's maybe two or three players around him. And the ball clearly had I just sort of fell away. And you thought, see if another Hearts player runs in there, they'll be able to take the ball. And they've that means they've took two Kilmarnock players out of the game. And But they stand and fucking watch them. They're standing with their fingers up their arses. And it's the exact same thing when the ball comes into the box. They just stand there and watch it. They're always waiting for someone else to do something. And that's my biggest gripe in football. Basic, basic things. Follow the ball, get involved in the game, rather than just standing like statues. You aren't paid a lot of money to stand like statues. And that, that, that I think, one of the main issues is, is players 
they just they're more interested in someone else um, taking the glory than than going snatching it for themselves. Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at the the first goal mm. when we can well see the uh, penalty, players are all static. Well, they, exactly, and and that that's a big big thing for me as well this season. You know, a lot of players do just stand the wall, and the, you know, the, you watch maybe three or four Hearts players after they've um, conceded a goal, they all just fling their arms out. And just go. Oh, what's happened there? What's happened there? Who who was who was doing that? Well, actually, look at yourself. Fling your arms at yourself. That's what you should be doing. Yes, Sander Clark should do better, but nobody is running out to try and get to that ball first. It's the Kilmarnock player who's on his toes, and he's the first one to try and get the ball. He nicks it past Clark. Clark takes his penalty kick. But you think to yourself, if the defender gets back there, even if someone gets back on the line. You think yourself right, but there, there was none of that. They just stood there and watched the lack whole thing. Of care, it's a lack of determination to go and get the ball, isn't it? it, it I don't know what it is. It's a lack of desire. It's yeah, a lack it's, of professionalism. Yeah. That's what it is. I think um, it's maybe players just just not fighting for the cause. I mean, maybe they're not fighting for the manager. I mean, who knows? But it's unprofessional. And uh, unfortunately, we've uh, we've had really good players play for this football club over the years, but we've always questioned that. I think I think that was a large part in why the t- we got relegated. You know, three years ago. That was a good enough team to finish third on on paper, mm-hmm. yet they ended up getting relegated, and, and a lot of it was down to their attitude. I see similar traits just now in this team. I think there's a huge attitude problem there, and you think to yourself, well, how do you fix it? Is it a clear out? Is it a new manager? What is it? You know, is it their contracts? Are they, are they on cushy deals now where they're, they're not blowing their arse? They don't care if they get into Europe or not. They'll still be in the same money. You know, stay at home. It's fine. No bother at all. But there's no desire there. I mean, the the prize is, is there for them to grab. Yep. You think more European football. I mean, if these guys do well, and in, 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 whether it's the Conference League or whether it's the Europa League, give themselves big money moves. But are they, are they going to do well? I'll, I'll bring Calvin and Matty and Spencer, who are all on the show as well, in on this. Um, Calvin, come to you first. Is the manager, is the club going to play the players in the correct positions and give them that opportunity? in Europe to go and shine yeah I think I think they would try and play them the best but I, I don't think we've done that necessarily in Europe this year we've just I don't think we've done it all season no I think I think sort of go back to Gordon's point there overall is I think one of the main issues is there is no leader in that back line at all like there is absolutely nobody that takes control of any situation and they all just stand and shout at each other in fact they don't even shout at each other that's what's frustrating I think when you're talking about Europe <sighs> Europe this year it's it's hard to look at. We in the in the group stage we won the games we, we should have won, we lost games. We we started off poorly in every game though. And we gave teams and it's the same it's actually the same in the league obviously. Not even just against the better teams. We got said there every time we play play the better teams we can see the crap goals. We can see crap goals against everybody. Right? Kamarnak aren't a better team than us. They're third bottom of the league. And they scored two piss easy goals. Motherwell, at that point in time, were rock bottom of the league and scored two fucking shambolic goals. So this whole that we we concede goals that I mean he's right. Anytime we do play a better team, they, they we concede goals. But it's not better. It's no it's no relying on the team being better than us. And we rode our luck, Matt. We weren't a ten game unbeaten run, kept with seven clean sheets. Fuck, we were lucky as fucking the majority of those games. Like I think back to the St Mirren one on the Friday night. Everyone came away for that game raging. We went, we won the game one 0 to go seven points clear in third. And everyone's going, we were shocking. Do that against Aberdeen and Hibs and they'll take something off. Again, we did it against them. They were just poor and everyone we seemed to hit went in the back of the net. But that's caught up was now. Like, I reckon seeing January the way we were going, we'd have won that game on Saturday. Because Xander Clark would have got his finger tipped to that ball. 
and he would have caught the ball that came in and then we would have won the game. But the problem is you can't play poorly and ride your luck an entire season. Like, our, our home record's phenomenal this season. We're th- 31 out of 33 points against the non-old farm sides. So, I'm expecting San on Saturday, but I expected San the last three Saturdays and got fuck all. Like, went up to Aberdeen knowing that a point in that game secures us group stage football for next season, right? It effectively does. The number of games we would run out. We then go to Kelly there knowing that, again, a win in Kilmarnock probably because just with the number of games and who each team's got left to play, we keep that gap at four points with two home games coming up. Again, we pretty much secured group stage football. I mean, Aberdeen were a shit show. We beat them 5-0. We were 11 points ahead of them. Nobody was even looking at Aberdeen. And... Again, we were we done this last season as well at points. We got away with it because everyone else was crap. We're actually only five points worse off than we were this time last season. Mm-hmm. We're not a million miles worse. But we weren't great last season either. I think everyone was, oh, we finished third by 15 points because everyone else was shit. Like, we're not good. We've just been better and more consistent than everyone else and our home forms carried us over. But we were picking up enough points in the road. But we, we can't even pick up any points in the road now. I mean, what was it like? We got one point at Levy. What was the last points in the road before that? Dundee United. Dundee United, St Mirren as well. Yeah, last, Dundee United draw at St Mirren, right? Last win would have been St Johnston. Yeah. No, so you're going all the way back to December for a last one on the road. You're going back to early February for a last point on the road, by the way. Like, Livingston wasn't that... It was a fucking long time. But it was January. It wasn't even February. It was January. End of January. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So... It's a good point. As people would argue. <sighs> The, the the issue I've got is I, I keep thinking I've, I've said it too many times I feel like a fucking idiot for saying it is that Robbie Nielsen tends to pull result, results out of his arse when he needs them and Saturday was a classic of that I, I expected him to win on Saturday I expected him to pull something and see when that's not happening and the players clearly on Saturday either didn't know what they were doing or weren't trying is, is that the manager now? Is it the players have they have they down tools for the manager? like are, are they not playing for him anymore? well that's a good point Kevin are the players my playing for the manager or have they down tools i wouldn't play for him i think he's an absolute loser um i don't i don't blame them if they're, if they're not to be quite frank with you i mean bear in mind like we spoke about this before the show this is a man that oozes being a loser everything he's ever touched he's got our worst european result in history our worst cup result in history right just to name two He's known for chucking it. It got, it got hard last time he was here. He ran away to a team that didn't exist 10 years ago and failed miserably. He came back to Dundee United, stumbled over the line there, got offered a lifeline by his fucking favourite human being in the world, Dan Budge, who's employed him and kept him safe in a job for the better part of the last four years. He's lost every cup final that matters, every big game that's ever mattered. The only decent result we've ever had at Easter Row was because he was fucking suspended. The man is a loser. We will never achieve anything with him in charge, and I do not want him at this football club for another day. Are you aiming to get another kickback, Fred? Mate? I'm not aiming for anything other than my club to achieve something, and that's not going to happen with him in charge. He's a fucking fraud. Get him out. Now. In fact, not even now's too late. We should have sacked him about fucking six months ago, in fucking October when it was crap. Or when he was sitting there going, oh, well, we've got a lot of injuries. <laughs> when we, back at the start of the season when we get one clean sheet in about 11 games, the defence has not got any better it, since it then. Was, it was one in 18. Was it one in 18? All right, well, there we go. There we go. Does that not sum it up? Are the players still playing for him? Maybe he's just shit. 
do you want to like one of one of my problems with this as well i'm thinking about this today is he, he played that infuriating five at the back push away from home for far too long it didn't work it's not worked all season we've got, we've got a couple of jamming results where we've and they have been i mean ross county was jammy as fuck st johnston were hanging on for dear life as well so our, our three aside from motherwell away our two other away wins have been single goal victories against teams in the bottom three or four of the league yeah. and we played terribly right because it's never worked and then he's finally changed it because fan pressures have led to him changing it which isn't which is just ridiculous in itself but the players don't have a clue what to do because they fucking took two weeks off after that Aberdeen result yeah and what do you make as well like you know you lose 3-0 and the, the kind of well half of them went on holiday yeah, exactly that's bollocks what is Absolute, that all about it's, it's a fucking nonsense fair enough if, see if we lost that game at Aberdeen but we were still sitting 10 or 12 points clear right I'd be annoyed because I'd wasted money got out to Todd to watch it but you, you can you can give the players the break. See when Aber- when the gap is closing every week. Mm-hmm. Do you think I, I mean I, I don't know. I'm, I'm paid zero attention to Aberdeen, but do you think they were all on holiday or were they in working? Going, we can close this gap. Thirds up for grabs now. Nah, it should never. That should have never happened. That should never be allowed to happen. The players that weren't in international duty, which is the majority of them, because they're crap, would have um, should have been in working. It's not. It's not the end of the season. Your contract to play for Hearts. Like. Uh, it's just fucking everyone's annoying me now. Spencer? I'll start off with one minor positive, and I think that's the fact that that, that, that Shankland got a goal, I have to say, from open play as well, because it's been, it's been a while. Uh, I've started Helps when you play him in his actual position. Yeah, that's true. But I, I thought he was looking, at, not rusty, but maybe a little bit low on confidence. And I think that I, Central defensive yeah. midfielder. But as I say, it was good for him. To, it was a good goal, a good finish from open play, and the fact that he's on 22 for the season now. And you have to look at our form between now and previously. The reason we're doing so well before is because we're actually getting goals from Shanklin. So hopefully, maybe that could be a turning point somewhat if he maybe starts to go on a little bit and, and we can get him a few more goals. Because I can't remember his last goal, I have to say. Um, it, it would have been a while ago, I think. So I think that's maybe four or five without without a goal for him. Um, so it's good to get that off his back. And of course, he got his Scotland cap as well. That's probably the only positive from the last two games um, I just I feel like we, we are obviously regressing I, I've said that for a, for a while now um, and I know I've talked about these stats before but I, I find it interesting just in comparison between season to season we have now conceded more goals this season than we did in the entirety of last season and there's eight games left so defensively that's a problem we've also lost the same amount of games uh, this season as we did in the entirety of last season so it, unless we go on some sort of unbeaten run between now and the end of the season, we'll finish this year with more defeats than last, which again would obviously mean less points. So in that sense, we definitely are going backwards. I think the performances as well um, are getting worse and worse. Even on that little unbeaten run we were on, I have to say some of the performances weren't great at all. Um, it's going to be a, a difficult couple of, couple of games coming up. I like to think about from a an opposition point of view and if you're St Mirren coming to Tynecastle on Saturday you know a win takes you one point behind Hearts and you're very much back in the race for third place and that's, so that, that, that's what the St Mirren psyche will be they'll see a Hearts team that's really struggling at the moment and they'll be coming out here I think to do their utmost to try and get a result our two games against St Mirren this season haven't been classics it was a 1-1 draw and we narrowly beat them at Tynecastle 1-0 so it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think the players are so low on confidence at the moment. They're going to have to find something. Well, Robbie's going to have to find something because his job is up for grabs. I mean, unfortunately for him, um, 
I never thought they would even make a change this season, but you know, if we, I think I think I can see Aberdeen getting six points, and we've got Saint Mirren and Hibs, so we really don't want to be slipping out of fourth place. And then there's a lot of pressure on that Ross County game, one game before the split. And God forbid, hopefully we're not talking about a situation where we need the result to get into the top six. But hypothetically, if we did lose these three games, that that could happen. Hearts aren't going to lose three games. I mean, as as poor as they've been recently, the the two home games, I think they'll they'll take care of themselves. I think Hearts are a different side at home, despite them not being particularly playing well of late. I mean, you take out that Celtic game. Um, Any time we have been in trouble at home, we've generally fared all right. And obviously the Rangers games as well, take them out in, in the European games. But against your box standard team, we generally... Generally There's never been the pressure on them that there is this week. No, I mean, well, I mean, I think no, I think there has been. Um, I, th- I mean, they went 1-0 down to Dundee United, and I know, obviously, they went down to 10 men, but United, for large parts in that game, were pretty comfortable. Hearts were quite poor. Um, obviously, they played against 10 men, Motherwell. Was, uh, sorry, 10 men against Motherwell. Big pressure on that game as well. Still came through and won it. Even the St. Mirren Friday night game didn't play particularly well, but still managed to grind out the result there. So I think at home, they, they, they certainly can come up with performances and results when they need to. Um, so I, I, I'm not overly worried about this, the, the St Mirren-Ross County game. Yeah, it's not ideal going into the St Mirren game in the form that we're in, and obviously they, they will be buoyed, but I still think that Hearts have got more than enough to, to take care of St Mirren, and, and I think they will do. Um, the, the big one's the derby for me. The, the good thing is this Hibs team do not have any bottle whatsoever. And, and this Hearts team have taken care of them. I mean, listen, the, we haven't played well in the last two derbies yet. We've rattled them 6-0 in aggregate. I think our best performances, in, in terms of one of our best performances of the season, was was the derby Easter Road, where they, they won 1-1. Um, and, and I honestly thought that day, you know, Hearts could have easily won that game 3-4-0. Um, they just couldn't put the ball away in for the second. And I think um, Hibs, now you look at them... Yeah, they've got Nisbet, but I, I felt in the last two derbies that Hearts have kind of take taken care of him quite quite easily. I think McGeady's out now as well. Um, obviously, Boyle's out. But I, you look at Hibs, I just don't think they... I, listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up nil-nil because it's two teams that, that are generally probably too scared to lose the game. But I, I did read a, a, a typical... Looking at it from a Hibs point of view, they're saying to themselves, Hearts, Hibs will probably gift Hearts the... The uh, uh, gift gift them something and they'll they'll save their season. Hibs come along and save Hearts' season. I mean, how often does that happen? So, um, wouldn't it shock me if we we played poorly at Easter Road and turned up and bang and got a late winner and won one nil and that was the catalyst that got us over the line. So I still think the the, the chips might fall in Hearts' favour in terms of third place and really it should. But I still think there's a wider issue here. Even if Hearts finish third, I think he should be sacked because I don't think they've made progress. I really don't, and and I think we, we you know I said that um, one of our lockdown podcasts anyway that I said that it was Hearts should be aiming for group stage European football as soon as they get back into the Premier League. Now they've done that, and they've done it. I can't. They got there. I said to I, I said at the time as well. I said is, you know give Nielsen the opportunity to to have a look and see how he does in Europe. Can he take us to the next level? I said at the time I didn't think so. I said he could take us to into European group stage football because it was there, it was achievable, but I didn't think he would take us beyond that. I've been proven right. He, he, can't, he can't mix it at the top table because tactically he's not a good enough manager. And I think if you were to get someone in, uh, else in the summer, and it's a fabulous job, really is. They've got a good budget, they've got a fantastic fan base, 
and they would be in European group stage football. If someone goes into that who's a top manager and can actually attract better players and add them to that squad, because it's a good squad still, I still maintain that, good players there, then you've got a real recipe for the success there. Exactly, but Robbie Nielsen doesn't improve players, does he? No, he we doesn't. Have to, we have to no, have, a, we have, to have a model a where we've got... Yeah. I mean. We've got a model where the yeah. manager comes in, takes a player, yeah. a young player, or a player yeah. that's a wee bit rough and ready, and improves them, sell yeah. them on. He's, he's, money. he's that, a box standard Scottish manager. Yeah, you know he can he can grind out results and things like that. And you know he maybe can take a team to third, and whatever. But you're you're right in what you say. He's not he's not. I don't think he's a very good coach. You know, and um, and he tries to to be tactically but astute it's, sometimes, it's, and it's beyond him. But it's it's not it's it, it's tactically stupid. It's he, tries, he tries to yeah, be yeah, he tries yeah, to be something yeah. different, but he's not. Yeah, well, do, I mean, do you know what it is, Ross? Right? In midfield, yeah, I, I know baffling, but I I, I think you. you <laughs> You look at Saturday there, right, and he changed the formation, right? Yeah, he went to a back four. But fundamentally, the style of play was exactly still the same. I didn't see any difference from whether they had a back three or a back four. It was still the same type of football. He played three central midfielders, and the game just bypassed them. You know, you think to yourself, you've got three central midfielders who should be taking the game by the scuff of the neck and dictating play. Grant, Snodgrass, and uh, Keogh, right? All three of them there should be absolutely dominating Kilmarnock. But the game, they were passengers. Like, absolutely, the game just passed them by, and um, and that that's the worrying thing for me is I would have been saying you three, I want you to go out there and control this game. I want everything to go through you three, especially Grant because he's the most creative of the three. But you've still got Snodgrass, who's a very good footballer on the ball, and then obviously Keogh can do the dirty work off the ball. Um, but again, the game just just bypassed all three of them, and. Um, and that was the, that's for me the worrying thing, to be honest with you. And 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 it just you just you just, you know we started all right. You know we got the goal when you thought right, going to win this game three four nil. That's what you want Hearts to do now. This is what should be happening. But instead, they were a bit nah, didn't really test the goalkeeper after that. But that's, I thought they were still comfortable. Then they give away the goal and they just collapse. Yeah, just totally totally collapsed. And and again, it was such an avoidable goal and. Yeah, it, and, and these these things seem to be happening all the time. I think the most worrying thing is, though, is you just seen the heat, the heads go down. Yeah. yeah. seen the heads completely yeah. go down. You just knew they were, didn't have the, the, the Same, bottle. Yeah. The, the I, I think it, do, 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 do you know, know what it is, Ross? It, it goes back to the conceding within 90 seconds and basically every big game they've played yeah. in this season. It's the same thing. Um, yeah. There's not it, a belief there. That no, they there's not. They'll never no, do anything it, this it, team. Exactly. Because, because exactly. there's not a belief there's not. that they want to go yeah. the only achieve time, anything. The only time I've seen that belief this season, I think, was probably the Motherwell game at home, like I mentioned, when uh, they were doing 10 men. That's probably the game that I thought really impressed me and thought, right, this Hearts team have got something about them. Because they dug in that day, they got a big win. I mean, they... they threw away a two-goal lead. They had the 10 men and then obviously everyone was disappointed and it would have been easy for their heads to go down and Motherwell to go on and win the game. But they rallied and won the game. Against St Johnston at the start of the season, similar thing happened as well. It was 2-2. It was looking like it was going to be a disappointing day. But a bit of magic for Barry Mackay. Won a penalty kick and we ended up winning 3-2. And it's it's wee moments like that that we just haven't seen enough of. When the going gets tough, who's going to step up and get you out of that? Now, there's, there's many players in there that are capable of doing it. I mentioned a Barry Mackay. For me, he's our technically best player. But I think at the moment, unfortunately... It's a confidence player, co- Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a mixture. His confidence is down at the moment. But I think the manager's not getting the best out of him because he's not playing him in the right positions. He's not able to get the best out of him because the formation doesn't suit him. And I just think that 
things like that when you've got your best player you should be working around them Shankland well, is Shankland's one of the best example. exactly one yeah, of the yeah. best strikers yeah. in the league yeah. you look at the goal he's, that was a, by the way that <laughs> was a quality finish <laughs> he's played him in, in midfield exactly why is he it's remarkable he scored the amount of goals he scored 100%. considering he's had why to is he coming back. so deep yeah he shouldn't his job should be playing as a centre forward and you should be saying to yourself right listen get the ball to him on the edge of the box you, Harry Kane's a prime example you know what I mean Harry Kane gets the ball. Harry Kane sometimes comes in deep, but you notice whenever he was playing like that under certain managers that his goals dried up a little. Bit, yeah, because right? you try to do what he's not but there to do. Exactly. He's there to score this goals. season, this season, and particularly even actually, do you know? I'll use his England form as as a prime example. England play him primarily as a centre forward. Maybe in some big games he drops a little bit deeper, right? But primarily, especially against Diddy teams, he, he plays as a centre forward. And he will score a barrel load of goals because that's what he does. That's what he's good at. Shankland's exactly the same mould. Yeah, he's actually a really good footballer, Shankland. Right? I don't think a lot of us knew how good a footballer he was until we seen him. But you, you look at him and you look at that goal on Saturday and you think to yourself, right, just give the ball to his feet. In and around the, the where it's in the box or just outside the box. And he's going to get a shot away. And I feel like the the way we play, and I don't know if this is drummed in on the training park, I feel we're such a, tr- a, a trigger-shy team. You know, we don't take enough shots from outside the box, and and I think that's that that's a big downfall because the manager overcomplicates things. Yeah, well, we and overplay. he clearly doesn't explain to his players how to play the game. Like, it, it, yeah, there's I a mean, clear, there's, clearly, there's clearly they're, a they're, communication they're, they're, issue yeah. there they're, they're, because no, I don't think, I don't think he can get across what he, I don't think he yeah. understands himself what he's trying to no, put across I, I think the he players. Knows exactly the he I don't think he communicates it well enough. No, clearly, clearly, not. clearly not. Or, or the players just aren't good enough to replicate what it is he's he's wanting them to do. But he does constantly overplay. I mentioned this when we were at, uh, when we played Rangers away. I just think that there are passages he play. We there's always two or three too many, two or three passes too many for me, and that that for me is a big frustration. I think if Hearts were more direct, they'd batter teams. If they, they just, really if they've just done the simple things right. Yeah, simple football. You know, I mean, two or three passes you can get up the park in Scotland, right? Um, where we are maybe doing six or seven passes before we'll, we'll get up the park, and it's side to side, and it, it, it allows teams to get into their shape. And and we, for me, just, I don't know if we don't have the belief or whatever. We're playing against ten men for an, half an hour there on Saturday, right? And you knew what they were going to do. They were just going to camp in, because that's all they needed to do. And Hearts never looked like breaking them down. They, if anything, had the better chances when they had ten men, and that is not acceptable whatsoever. It's actually embarrassing. They're getting corners and we've got every player back in the box. Why? Why? You know, happens all the time. But why? But, we, but who's saying that? The touch and go, oh, Gino, go and get back. Go and, go and just, why is Gino in there? What the fuck's he going to do? Stay up the park, then you take two players out. And then you can, as soon as you, you, you've got an opportunity to break on, he's got the pace in behind. Right? I mean, just simple football like that. Who the fuck's saying, Gino, oh, Gino, get, get yourself in, stand on the penalty spot, son, extra body in there. That'll make, it, I'll make sure that we don't go 3 1 down. Fuck me. You know, just basic shit like that. It, it really frustrates me. It really does. It actually makes you fall out of love with football. Ha, ha, has this overcautious nature, Calvin, caused the Hearts fans to turn? Yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, I think you see it now. I think some people have always been, especially on here, we've always questioned them. I mean, when you read like polls on Jambo's kickback and that, the majority want them, want them gone. And it is. It's, over, it's overcautiousness. Like, if we were... You know, say, uh, still not a great result, well, it'd be a terrible result anyway, but say we'd been bat- absolutely battering Kelly for that last half hour after the intent, like hitting the post, keepers pulling off save after save after save. But none of that. There, was, there wasn't there was a chance. There was not, like their goalkeeper had the ball twice. 
but they were both right down his throat. And see the thing with the, the corners? That's not a Robbie Nielsen only thing, right? It's not a Nielsen thing. I'm sure it must have came for Levine, because Levine done the same thing, Nielsen's done it. We've done it pretty much every manager, bar Daniel Stendhal, because... And there's some... I remember reading that, because I've questioned it for ages, and I remember reading about it, there's some absolute bollocks that out there that you can see less goals from corners with that. But it's not even about that. There is... Just quickly to jump in on that on corner stats, you score more goals from short corners as well. I don't want to fucking see them. Yeah, right? no, no, no. It's, it's these all... these corner stats are nonsense. Yeah, it's all the, bollocks. The 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 put, taking everybody back. I mean, I know it's been your pet peeve. I sit, I've sat beside you for years now, Calvin. But fundamentally, what Gordon's saying they're spot on. If you've got Josh Ginelli, who I don't even know if the man can jump. Right, like let's get real. He's never won a heater in his life. Well, he has actually he scored a heater at Celtic Park like three weeks ago, but it was like waist height heater, right? He's not, he's no, he's no challenging for a ball in the box, right? He's a wimp fundamentally, and but that's a different story altogether. And I think we should get rid of him too. But he's quick, right? Leave him up front. We're looking for a goal. All that happened when that came in was Kelly. Kelly got the corner. I think we we got to it. We got it half cleared, and there was three Kilmarnock players standing there just waiting to recycle the ball and keep the pressure on us. And it kept the ball up our end of the park when we needed to get two goals to win a game of football. Do you know what it reminds me of a lot, actually? Mine's sort of toward, towards the end of Wenger's time at Arsenal where they've just overly complicated shit. And it was infuriating. They had, they had players that could, have, that could have absolutely ripped teams to shreds, but they always had to have one pass too many, try to score the perfect goal. Like, we do not shoot outside the box. Like, we, we just don't. There was that one that you talked about with Shanklin where he's lying on his ass, right? Why is nobody just running onto that and hitting it? Like, why is nobody doing that? Why is why is Lauren Shanklin trying to score on the ground? Because nobody else is making any effort to try and get on the end of a ball. He's the only one that does it, though. I mean, we've seen it in the... You, you look at the Celtic Cup tie, the home game, right? There was about four occasions in that match where we put the ball across the box. Maybe three, but there was a few occasions in that day. And I turned round to you at the game and I went, Shanklin's on the pitch, he scores. He's the only one that reacts to anything. No one else does. They don't react to anything. I mean, maybe Humphreys, but for some reason they brought him on as a right winger because that fucking worked. Um, right? I, Denny, but I, but I, that's another one, by the way. I'd forgotten all about that. Right? We're fucking going for a going for a goal. We're needing to get back into the game at Kilmarnock, right? So let's bring on fucking Stephen Humphreys against a team that's sitting there with 10 men behind the ball. The only fucking attacker we've got that can win a header. And we're looking at going long to Josh Ginelli. What the fuck is wrong with this man? See, his subs, though, you know, we mentioned his subs, and I, 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 for the life of me, I, I thought his subs were baffling there. He brought in, I don't know why he brought in Alex Cochran. What, what was the point in Alex Cochran? I mean, you, you're a sub down already. Done it at Aberdeen, mate. I know. We're 3 0 down to Aberdeen. Now, I know. Let's change the left back. That'll change the but, game. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, absolutely baffling. But he, he's already had to make a, a sub with the goalkeeper, right? Because the goalkeeper's injured. So you're, you're already a sub Either way, down. I need to jump in again, by the way, right? We took that man off at halftime because he fucking pulled his hamstring. And the reason we conceded the second goal was because he couldn't move to get across. What the fuck, man? You have a goalkeeper that's injured, get him off. Well, see, see, seemingly had a niggle prior to the game that they knew about. He quite, I've, I've not watched it back, right? Because like, you're refused. But the ball comes across the box and it's quite clear to me that Clark couldn't get to the cross. Yeah. Why is that? Maybe because he's fucking injured. I don't know who said it. I mean, if Clark's maybe said to himself, you know, no, I can stay on. I mean, if that's the case, then it's it's unprofessional on his part. But and I, and I get the determination, want to stay on. But if you're if you're injured, you've got to go off. But I still, for me, I go back to the subs point though, because 
you know, you're, you're trying to win a game. Yeah, you, you've just mentioned there, he brings Humphreys on and, and plays him out wide. And I think he, he got he won the ball right away and uh, he almost scored. Well, we almost got a goal from it because he, he cut it across the face of the goal. I thought it was too close to the goalkeeper. He should have maybe cut it back towards the penalty spot and then someone might have been there for a tap. And again, that's actually players making decisions. You know, if someone's running in the box, you're sitting there, I'm free, give me the ball here to tap it in an empty net, not putting it as close to the goalkeeper as possible. I would never in a million years do that. I would always look for someone who's further out and they've got a, bit, a, a bigger target to aim at. So again, that's basic football that I just can't fathom why you're not doing that and decision-making at the time. But that was his only kind of actual input in the game. He was wasted out there. Barry Mackay was the same thing as well. He was hugging the touchline. He's the most creative fucking player we've got. Get him in the middle of the park and, and get him actually trying to influence the game. Getting wee pockets and into... You know, you've got an extra man. You've got an extra man there. He's the one that can actually unlock the padlock. So fucking get him in there. Give him the tools to do it. No fucking hugging the touchline. So Cochrane comes on and did, never overlapped him once. So we could put another ball into the, the box. He just fucking... Uh, again, another waste of time. And then he brought an Oda, again, never a footballer, by the way, and I can tell you that right now because I'm not just writing him off, but he's so weak on the ball. And there was an opportunity, I think, where he was involved in a 50-50 and he gave up on it. He, he totally just gave up on it. He had no interest in getting involved in, in the 50-50 with a big rugged Kilmanix in half. And for me, that's pathetic, right? You're known Japan now, you're in Scotland, and you've got to customise or you'll no make it here. And things like that, basic effort... Is, is what you expect. Maybe he might be lacking a little bit of talent, or maybe he's just he's raw. But things like that, you need to you need to see determination. I know it can be difficult for for players coming over a completely new environment. I get it, but none of the Celtic boys are like that. Ange wouldn't Ange wouldn't put up with that, and a nay competent manager should be putting up with that. But why? But then you've got Kuehl there, right? Who goes away for his national team, scores a goal. He will be buzzing, right? And he sent him away down the tunnel early to fifteen minutes to go. And this is meant to be one of our most highly rated attackers, and he's not even been given half a chance. Does the manager, come to you in a minute, Mai, does the manager install confidence in young players? That guy's well, came, that guy's yeah, came yeah. from, that yeah. guy came he's from came, Japan. He's came here to learn, like, he's came come here to get experience. Come here to get experience, yeah. and what's, what's, he, what's he been left with? A manager that doesn't even give a guy like Cool a chance. Mm. Doesn't even give a guy who scores for Australia a chance. Yeah. That should be worrying. For every heart's Well, I mean, they, they, I can't believe he never brought him on because I just think that there was a real prime opportunity for him to come on. As I said, even for a 10-minute cameo, he scored uh, for Australia there by getting into the six-yard box and tapping it in. You know, you think to yourself, if yeah, maybe if he's on the end of Humphrey's uh, ball into the box, he might score. Maybe he'll follow up Shanklin's, you know, when Shanklin's on his arse trying to get a shot away. Maybe he doesn't stand still. Maybe he goes and rattles the ball into the back of the net. Because clearly, he's a highly rated player. He's just in for Newcastle United. He's, he's an Australian international. He's played at a World Cup. Did you see what Robbie said about him, though, before the game? Aye, he's got to work on his defensive. He needs uh, to oh. work on his defensive hey, fucking fuck attributes. Off. I mean, seriously. If anything sums that's the man up. That's, that's his mentality. Yeah, that's him in a nutshell. Aye, aye. So, yeah. And anything sums him up. Oh, um... So, Hearts, you're going to sign this uh, guy that's been written in all these like nerdy football journals as being like one of the most exciting attacking wonder kids in the world. He's just been signed by a Premier League club. He's going to come to your, your football club on loan. When are you going to start giving him minutes, Robbie? Oh, when he learns how to defend. Fuck off. Yeah. No, you're absolutely spot on. And I think that, that sums the guy up. And I mean, the, the, I, I, and you can see Kuehl's body language and you're never going to get the best out of a young player like that. He'll probably go... I bet his next loan, next because I'll not be back at Hearts, certainly not under Nielsen anyway... Um, he'll go somewhere and I bet you he scores about 20 goals 
Yeah, but, but because you'll have a competent manager that's able to that's able to actually play him in the right Aye. position. Uh, absolutely. Spencer, you've been listening with a lot of intent. What 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 do you make of, of of all this this chat? It is well, you know, listen, I I've had a wee change of heart on Robbie and it's 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 very it's very painful for me to say this, but I have to say I think his his days maybe well, certainly games maybe numbered. Uh, that's when you know club. he's um, got to go. I just it's just so poor at the moment. I have to say, I, I never, I never really believed. I have to say, when we were two one down, no, no. I'm talking about this Kilmarnock game just oh, right. when I was watching it. I never believed that we were going to get back into the game. Actually, we, we never looked threatening at all. Um, I said it would be a difficult game. Kelly actually kind of remind me of the team we're watching at the moment in a sense. Um, Everton, in, in the sense that Rugby Park, they're just going to fight for everything. That that's going to be the way that they stay up in the league with Derek McInnes. It was never going to be a pretty game. I don't think you needed to be up for the battle. You needed to be up for the fight. And you look at the two goals that Kilmarnock scored. I mean, obviously, we're both two mistakes from the goalkeeper, but both of them were just dirty. Um, nothing special about them. Uh, the penalty, obviously, was was disappointing from from Clark. Hopefully, he's not out for a for a long time. Um, again, that 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 could certainly affect. It could affect third place, depending on how Mister Stewart gets on in goal. Imagine him at Easter. Cheesy. Imagine him at Easter Road. A ball comes off on on top of him. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how we get on. Um, but yeah, just we look like a club that's um, that has no confidence at the moment. And it, it's, it's a carbon. Do you know? Because that, that game there was a carbon copy of the League Cup game at Tincastle. Was it, it went exactly yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. Yep, very much so. Kelly have always been a tough. Well, Rugby Park certainly, but Kilmarnock's always been a tough opponent for Hearts. Famously, remember we were three 0 down there before half time the season we got relegated uh, when Mister McPhee was in charge. So it's never been a happy hunting ground for us. Um, a huge eight games left. I just I feel like we, we need to somehow galvanise the club. Like we, we can't we can't throw away Managerial third place. Change. Yeah, it could, it could be something like that. But we, I just I feel like we need to. We just need like a, a clean slate. Give it like, Uncle try and, until the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Just try and start fresh against Saint Mirren, and you know try and put a run together. We we can't have this negativity. Like I agree, it's shocking at the moment, and we we do probably need a change in, in manager. But I don't think it's going to come this season. It'll come if, in the if summer. If Hearts finish third, right? If they if they get over the line, say last day of the season or something, you know, they they go and win at uh, St Mirren or whatever, right? And you know, we're playing against uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen need to go to Ibrox or something, and and we are at St Mirren, and it's it's a square off, and we get over the line, right? one point everybody naturally it will be celebrated of course it will be you know you've secured third place in the last day of the season would you still sack him after that i, I mean it, it, no but it depends on what sort of run we put together see for me personally he has to get a result against one of the old firm in the, these last two games yeah well i have to say but and, so, and so, we and we've not even been close to getting yeah, a result yeah i, I agree but, but if we season. do end the season with you know four defeats against rangers and it would be five defeats against you could even beat their b team yeah. on the last day of last season and I have to say, I, I, I think we will have to defeat the old firm to get third. Because I, I can see Aberdeen next Certainly the home game. Certainly yeah. the home game, yeah. Probably, so, and that'll be what, Rangers win it? Or no, it'll be Celtic, won't it? Yeah, it'll be Celtic and then Rangers away. So I, I, we'll, we'll and need Celtic to get a result. Have a, and the, the unfortunate thing is, C- Celtic have enough um, quality in their team where they could have a... They, their C team, in fact, their fucking D team could probably turn up. And it would still be a very, 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 very strong side. Yeah, but you, you, you talk about, you know, well... Should the manager be sat? Should the manager stay? If we finish third, this board are going to keep the manager. Hundred percent. This yeah, board I, I are think, so I think over, But I still think there'll they're be so noises though. No, no, and, and he'll be right up against it. There I will think, not from... even be a question. They will keep the manager. 
But if they want to keep Joe Savage, and, and Joe Savage is, is someone who, um, I mean, you, you hear him, he, he wants to win things, he wants to be successful. I believe he knows good football when he, he sits and watches it. These these players that he's brought in, surely he can't be sitting there sitting, thinking, this manager's getting the best out of them, by the way. I mean, it, for me, Joe Savage is currently working with one arm tied round his back. Because he's come in, and he's working with a manager he didn't appoint, by the way. Our loser chairman, owner chairman, the worst ever, overseen two relegations, um, and countless cup final defeats. Oh, was, was it one relegation? No, nah, well, she was still there when we officially relegated, so. Um, you know, you can't. can't, can't blame you know, no, you can't, oh, I didn't say that. Blame I said her for a lot of things. You cannot. No, no, well, you cannot well, blame her for administration. Right? I'm going to draw the I never said administration. I never said it. No, I said relegation. You overseen two relegations? Yeah, but she did. But she never. She, she overseen one relegation. Still at the club when we were officially relegated. She so, was technically uh, the door. You can't, you can't deny facts. You can't, you can't deny facts. She anyway, was, she was there during our last um, game as a Premier League. Correct. Football club. She has, she should have no say whatsoever when it comes to. Um, I don't think she will. I don't think she will have a say. No, I, I don't think so. There. Mr. McKinley, there there right? Our, our, uh, he's the chief, chief executive. Chief executive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wanted him out after Brora, but he was overruled by Mrs. Budge. So if she's no longer running the show, which she shouldn't be, then Mr. McKinley, Mr. Savage will come together. I think. And get them out. Is that is that is that is that one of your sources that said that? No, no. It's, need to I, I just think, that. I just think that for me, the, the the right should be on the wall. If these guys are ambitious as they make out, so, then so, I think they'll get them out. So, so he sh- he he should have wanted them out. Not he did want them out. No, no, he did want them out. Well, who told you this? <laughs> I'm are you just making this no, up? No, I'm not making it up. And it's okay, it's a so well-known fact. You've got a source. You've got a source. Okay. I do, yeah. Okay. But, okay. Uh, but everyone actually knows that McKinley wanted, wanted him out. But again, Budge fought his corner and they, they kept him anyway. Um, and I bet she was looking all smug when, when we finished third, etc. But I think that's uh, mainly down to Mr. Savage. Um, now, as I said, he's, he's working in, with one arm tied around his back. And I think if he was allowed, and you can't properly judge him until he's bringing in his own manager, I think personally, as a sporting director. No, I I I happen to agree with you. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think Mister Joe Savage should get the choice of manager. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. And I bet you he would find a gem. I'm confident he would. I bet he he'll have a good contacts, and I bet there's someone who'll look at that job and think, yeah, I can come in here and really do something. And it won't be your traditional Scottish huddy manager. It'll be someone who's who's got a bit about them, and they'll come in here. No, but seriously, I think there's a gem in there that, that Savage could find to take the club to the next level. And I'm not talking about you know winning league titles. I think the next level for Hearts is being competitive. It's being competitive against old firm teams. It's setting up properly. It's doing the basics. It's going in abroad and and beating shite like Zurich. It's going and 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 competing against Fiorentina when Riga took fucking draws off them. And we are the game's over inside ten minutes in both in both games. It's not been three 0 doing at half time against Rangers. It's it's actually competing and having a go and getting to finals and winning them and having that extra astute um knowledge and, and being able to get the best out of your team and unfortunately, um Nielsen's just not got that. Yeah. I mean you'd have to hope that the club currently are looking and starting to starting to scout out options. Because I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Ross. I think if we finish third, I still think we will finish third, by the way. I'll get on to that in a bit. But I, st- I think the club will take the easy option because they always do. They've done it with Levine, man. They, they kept him in until it was f- untenable. And then they try, they, try to make, they try to give McPhee long enough so they would never have to make a decision. 
right? To the point that we got fucking relegated of their inability to make yeah, a decision. You, you say that's the club, though. I think it was one yeah, woman. Well, aye, right. There's one woman. Who now shouldn't be making any decisions. Shouldn't be, but probably still is. So therefore, the, 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 the ball's firmly got to be in the court of McKinley and Savage. But they should be looking at, at options now. I think... I don't think they'll make a decision now while we're still... If we're going to get beat off St Mirren on Saturday, then I think the club has to make a decision then. Because Aberdeen have got fucking somebody shite at home. Kelly home. Right? Aberdeen, are, Aberdeen are winning on Saturday. right? So we lose on Saturday or draw on Saturday. Oh no, we still got ahead on goal. No, Aberdeen would go ahead of us, right? That's only one point now. So we we draw or lose on Saturday, Aberdeen would jump ahead of us. I think at that point, the club has to make a decision. I think they'll bury their heads in the sand until it's thirds, not until thirds gone, but if we drop out of third, then I think they'll make a decision. But they should be looking at it now. And regardless of what happens you now in the end of the season, it has to go in the summer. It's, it's the, the end of the championship was the same. We, we limped over the line. And I think we were all unanimous on that. Well, maybe not all, but I think most of us were unanimous on this that he should have went that summer. And yeah, we had a we had a decent season last year, but a large part of it was down to just everybody else being utterly shite. We finished on less points in third than Hibs did the season previous. We lost at home to fucking Dundee. Well, our record against the bottom three that our last record- season was fucking abysmal, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lost it. We're going to start going. Well, we lost the bottom Dundee, who then came off a bottom and put St Johnston bottom, and then went to St Johnston, lost the bottom St Johnston in the space of about four days last season. Not even top five of his most embarrassing results in his manager <laughs> history. <laughs> would this see for see for you though? Would this if we chuck third, given given where we were a month and a half ago, right? If we chuck if we chuck third to Aberdeen, a team we were eleven points ahead of, but six weeks ago, a team we put five goals past two months ago. Hibs put six past. Fucking hell. Darvel knocked them at the Scottish Cup. Would this be the most embarrassing... Ah, Darvel, I forgot who they... <laughs> fuck off! Would this be his worst one? I mean, getting beat by Maltese Flummers will take some beating. I don't know. That's a one-off game, though. This is like... This uh, is I'll an still act. take some beating. I mean, it was bad enough that time he got beat off Scottish Plumbers, but getting beat off the Maltese lot was a, was a fucking special one. I mean, the reality is, Calvin, right? Would you have sacked him on Sunday morning? I'd have sat him at quarter to five on Saturday, Aye, to be good. honest, but yeah. At least we agree on that one. In fact, actually, right, quick question. I know Gordon would off, but Ross, would you have sacked him on sun, on Sunday morning? Oh, you'd be out the door before then. Spencer, would you have sacked him on Sunday morning? It's, we'd have to have a conversation with Robbie and the board and seeing if you assessed all the options. So that's a yes, right? So, so like, but like, th- this is this is the reality. Aberdeen, right? As much as it took their players to chuck them under a bus and get fucking Goodwin booted at the door, right? They got battered by fucking Darvel. They got battered by us, and they got battered by. Hib scored six goals against them, right? I remember we what did we not watch that in here, right? And they 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 scored they scored a goal for a corner, right? And I, I remember watching an Aberdeen player just let the boy run to the back post, and he headed the ball in the net, and I was just like. Well, there's your proof that it's done. Is it? Is that what it's going to take for us to get rid of Robbie Nielsen? Because there's there's proof. I mean, they're ten points better off than us since they sat Jim Goodwin. Yeah. They're up our arse, and in all honesty, I've got. I mean, Robbie Nielsen's lost every single game that's mattered in his entire Hearts career, right? So why the fuck's that going to change at the weekend? We're probably going to get beat by St. Mirren, right? Let's get real. The only time he's won, any, like I'll, I'll heart back to it, but the only big game he's ever won and. As Hearts manager, he was suspended for an understance. I'm going to bring it back here, Spencer, and let's take a step back because you're the man to do that. Oh yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
are we just panicking as football fans here? For a few bad results, will Robbie put it right? Um, good question. I, I agree with Calvin. I think we will get third based on our home form. Um, St Mirren will be tough on, on Saturday and then we've got Ross County and then the split will take care of itself. But it, it looks like, I think, am I right in saying Hibs and Aberdeen have got to come to Tynecastle? It's a different story for having to go to Pataudry and Easter Road again. I don't think we'd we'd get third in that scenario just because our home our away form is so poor. So I think in the end we will get over the line in third place. But this Saturday will be telling. I have to say, if we're, we're talking about you know similarities with the Aberdeen players down in Tools for Goodwin, we'll see this Saturday if they're doing that for for Nielsen or not. So I think it's going to be really tough on Saturday, actually. I, I have a feeling we might drop points. I can see us being fourth when we're going to Easter Road the next again week, and then that becomes a, a whole different whole different pers- perspective. Bad results. Are we overreacting? No, we're not. But I do think we will get third place, just based on our home form. I do, I do think we will galvanise that, because we are a different team at home. I think it's to do with the, you know, the crowd... Um, We've seen a big difference, I think, when Celtic had the entire stand for that Scottish Cup game. I'm not saying it would have been different if they just had their two-wee sections as normal. But the fact that we have a lot of Hearts fans in the Roseburn stand, it just makes the games feel different in the last couple of seasons. I think that's why our home form has been always good, because we have that support. And if things aren't going well, they, they know and they kind of click into gear a little bit. I am worried a bit about third, but I do think we'll we'll get there just. I, think, I agree with you overall. I think Saturday's crucial because... If the players have down tools, Saturday's when you're going to properly see it. You, the last two games, you go, right, well, they could have down tools, but we are just generally shit away from home. That It's it's hard to tell if it's just the usual being shit or the players have down tools. If we go against St Mirren and do the same again, then yeah, I think the players have chucked it. I mean, it's a very similar situation to the, the Goodwin situation. Because Aberdeen were ahead of us till the players chucked it for Goodwin. Now they've chucked it, they've brought in Barry Robson, they're back to the sort of pre-Goodwin pre-good you know pre-world cup form they had which means we've not been able to get away with the, the sort of stumble we've had i think purely based on number of games fixtures we've got at home i still think as long as they haven't totally down tools i still think thirds hours to get i think looking at the fixtures before the split we've got two home games against sides that we tend to be at home so we take six out of that Easter Road's got 0-0 written over it. We take 7 out of that. Aberdeen get beat off Rangers because they just will. They always do. Ross County away for Aberdeen's quite a tricky one for them as well. They don't tend to do well up in Dingwall, just generally. I still see us going into the split, sitting in third. At that point, you've got Hibs and Aberdeen at home. They've got to come to us. Then there are other two games against the old firm. I think that's it. That That's it. It shouldn't be... This shouldn't be a fucking debate, though. This is, this is the crux of the matter is... I mean, the, the one we were talking about, we're sitting here watching Hibs and Aberdeen, Hibs scalp Aberdeen. And we were going, well, if we just go, go to Livy the next game day and don't get beat. Because it was Livy at that point. Livy were four points behind us at that time. Aberdeen and Hibs were fucking 11 and 10 behind us. It was Livy and St Mirren we were worrying about then. And if we didn't get beat off Livy, it's probably fine. And we didn't get beat off Livy, and you're like, that's probably all right. But then, since then, it's just been an absolute shambles. We've only had two home games since then. And we've actually won them both aside from the, the cup. Obviously, we had the cup tie as well, but less of that, the better. So that's why I think Saturday just becomes... It, it's so crucial now. If we go out on Saturday and drop points, and I think third... Because, th- say, 31 out of 33 points against non-old firm teams at home. But we've got we've got four... We've, so we've got five out of eight games at home. 
Right, one of them's going to be in the old farm. I'm kind of hoping, as unlikely as it is, but the way the split could work out, we'd be due four of those teams at home again. I'm kind of hoping they'd flip our fixture of Celtic and just send us away to Parkhead again because we'll lose to them at Tynecastle or, or Parkhead. I'd rather play Levy at Tynecastle for another time than have to go Almondvale and play Celtic home. You're, that, that's two That's two games you're guaranteed to drop points in. Whereas Levy at home, I know we dropped points in earlier, but you'd fancy us. We should be beating them at home. Going to finish the show by asking three questions. Right. Okay. First question. Go round everybody. Are we winning on Saturday? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, I think we'll scrape it. No, and I'll be behind the main stand at full time, calling for his head. I can see a 1-1 draw. And I'll be behind the main stand, calling for his head. Will we get third? Yes, by an absolute ball here, purely by luck of the fixtures we've got left and the, what our opponents have got. By a single point or goal difference, I, I think it's going to be that tight. I think it's going to come down to us picking up a result that we don't expect ourselves to get. It's going to come down to out of us and Aberdeen, who's going to pick up that result. And right now, out of the two teams, we're not the side I see doing that. I think we'll finish fifth. Yes, just. But I think, as I say, we will have to beat one of the old firm. And I have a feeling that we might, just against all the odds, it'll be a, a famous day. You know, Celtic will have a treble Scottish Cup final coming up second last day of the season and we'll we'll get a famous 1-0 win that'll put us third going never in a million years you, you never know though but I have no, to say I, I think we will have to beat Celtic or Rangers in the split we, we can't just count that as two defeats because basically that, that means that we have like what six games left or five games left or something like that including Hibs as well like Easter Road but I think we will have to beat Celtic at Tynecastle if they, if they end up coming here and I think we might get a famous win and we'll get third by a point or something like that. You really do live in a fairy land, don't you, Spencer? Fuck me. And my final question, you're probably expecting this. Yes. <laughs> yes or no, has he got to go? Yes. Yep, get him out. Should never have brought him back in the first place. <laughs> I'll, I'll see how we are after the Hibs game. But, oh, but basically, yeah, it's not, it's not looking good for Robbie at the moment, but there's eight games left. If we have a great end to the season... It could, it could what's, turn things. What's a great end to the I don't season? Maybe six out of eight wins. Is that great? Beating teams that we should be beating? Well, I mean, that that means that he'd probably have to have one at Easter Road. and uh, Maybe maybe if he gets... A, teams we should be beating. What if he gets the results against the old firm as well? But he's not going to, though. But you never know. Maybe we'll not just like click do, it. Because I've seen it a million times. I don't know. I'm going to view St. Mirren as game one. It's a reset. Let's see how we get on for the last eight games. I know just, how we'll get on. How? We all know how we're going to get on. We'll limp over the line. And he'll and he'll be on that pitch at full time, lauding the fans. He'll be delayed. He'll be going about. He'll probably expect a pedestal. Ah, uh, boy. Thanks for your support. Couldn't have done it without you. Blah blah blah. I can't wait for next season. But I'll tell you what. I can wait for next season because I'm not in a hurry. I've, I, seriously, this season is totally. Not only is it absolutely burnt my pocket, but it's it's burnt my faith in football, and unfortunately this club because I, I really expected this to be a golden generation. Not necessarily under him because I know what he's like, but. I expected the football club now to be in a better position to go on and actually do things. And I expected us to, to do what we've done last season and get third comfortably. And I thought, we'll see what happens in the summer. But I think that the the way that it's transpiring right now is, is very worrying. Very, very worrying. A lot for us to ponder. Thank you for joining me this week. Till next week. Goodbye. <laughs>